Welcome, brothers and sisters, to the inaugural episode of the new podcast on Fat Lulz Radio, The Church Absurd. I am your host, Reverend Jess, joined by Deacon, Deacon Sam. Deacon Sam, everybody. Fantastic. Now, you may be wondering what the hell this podcast is going to be, and frankly, we're not entirely sure. Uh, we usually are going to have a third host with us, but uh, he could not be here tonight for undisclosed reasons. Uh, he is the brother of Jesus. Uh, his name's Jerry Christ. Uh, but hopefully we'll have him on the next couple episodes. Uh, I know the sound quality is probably not the best right now, and that's because we are still in the middle of building the studio for it, so still haven't gotten the full soundproofing in yet. But once we do, it'll be all fantastic and, and groovy. Uh, so basically what this show is going to be is anything we decide it's going to be. Uh, our main goal here is to enlighten people and uh, get them away from the ridiculousness of organized religion and make it ten times more ridiculous. We got the Jesus candle burning in the middle of the table right now. Uh, Jesus is staring at me in the eyes and I can't wait to make him cry. I enjoy drinking my whiskey and staring at Jesus. He kind of stares back at you. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. All right. So, uh, first off, Sam, how's your week been? Well, it was nice while I was off work of Monday and Tuesday, okay. and after that, it has turned to absolute shit with one day of work. Isn't that fantastic? That is great. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, the thing about working... Hold on, let me light my cigarette. We're not professional here, so I'm going to smoke on the podcast. If Kevin Smith can do it, I can. Because, you know, he does all the fucking time. Nine, I say 90% of his podcast is just him coughing. <laughs> Of course, he's smoking weed. I'm smoking cigarettes and meth, but, you know. Eastern Kentucky. Exactly. That is Eastern Kentucky, uh, but we can't tell you where uh, because people we know might fucking listen to this, and if they do, <laughs> we're going to be fucking fired. <laughs> and outcasts in these small communities of rural Appalachia. Ap-fucking-lutely. Alrighty, so... Basically, on this show here, we're going to have different segments and stuff like that, and... The first segment I want to get into uh, is one that we are calling Unholy Beasts and Blasphemous Theories. Unholy Beasts and Blasphemous Theories. Now what this uh, segment is is basically going to be any type of cryptids or conspiracy theories and shit like that and fucking aliens. Speaking of aliens, Sam, did you hear that the CIA finally came out and admitted uh, that UFOs are real? No, I did not. Please yeah. elaborate. Yeah, it was during a White House press conference. They were asked about aliens, and she sort of shrugged the question off. Uh, then, <laughs> slightly after that, they came out on their official CIA Twitter page and shared a link uh, that basically admitted, hey, yeah, we, uh, we've been aggressively, uh, you know, <laughs> aggressively pursuing this whole idea of UFOs for a very long time and uh, investigating every claim and everything like that. So basically what it, what it comes down to is Fox Mulder is fucking real. It's the X-Files. It's, it's completely fucking real, Sam. And uh, I feel like I'm more of a scully. Yeah, I mean, you got the, you got the dick-sucking lips for sure. I know. Mm-hmm. One thing about Deacon Sam is he has the DSLs for sure. Uh, basically, 
on their official Twitter page, they shared a uh, an article on uh, the correct ways to photograph a UFO if you're using uh, certain cameras, including like lighting, exposure, everything like that. So basically, uh, the truth is out there. Cut that shit. All right. Uh, so, all right. Uh, what's interesting uh, about Eastern Kentucky? Sam, you live uh, where? In the back of a gravel road. Back of a gravel road, okay. And uh, there's uh, a character, basically uh, he is a character, he's a human character, you could not write. A real fucking person. Yeah, and uh, his name is Lonnie. Lonnie King. Lonnie King, okay. And this guy, uh, what's the best way you can describe Lonnie King for me? I need to drink before I do that. Okay, so one second. My, what are you drinking? Tell I am drinking Kentucky Gentleman Rotgut Whiskey. All right. It is absolutely disgusting, but it is liquor that will help me deal with Lonnie. Yeah. Oh, um, by the way, uh, while Sam's drinking, uh, if you ever want to send anything to uh, the Church Absurd or Fat Wolves Radio, uh, be sure to send it to the P.O. Box, P.O. Box 1235, Campton, Kentucky, 41301. Uh, just address it to Fat Lulz Radio, uh, C.O. Church Absurd, and uh, we'll get it. So, yeah, oh, if, you, right. if you want to do that, by all means. <laughs> People no. are going to send me fucking dildos and shit. <laughs> all right, back to Lonnie. It's Good. going to be like fucking, uh, I'm going to be fucking iDubs just doing bad unboxings and shit of just fucking 18-inch dildos fucking... I have crippling depression. Fucking shit like that. <laughs> but yeah, dude, uh, fucking uh, Lonnie. If you could describe Lonnie, uh, what would you say about Lonnie? Let's start with Lonnie in one word. Okay. One word I would have to say, fuck. <laughs> Elaborate, please. Well, three words. Holy fucking shit. That would be another description of Lonnie. Um, he is a very strange little man. He is a very crude little man. Um, he basically terrorizes the properties around him, hunting for Bigfoot and uh, talking about seeing a naked Cherokee ghost woman with her tits out. Okay, and um, <laughs> what would you say about his voice? His voice is like sandpaper fucking a whole truckload of gravel. And in case you uh, you need a, a, vo a vocal representation, like an audio representation, I have perfected a Lonnie impersonation. It is so spot on. It is almost just... Just, it is just disturbingly spot yeah. on. Yeah. If you were to uh, talk to him uh, on the phone and I switched over onto the phone, you probably wouldn't be able to you, tell the You difference. would not be able to tell the difference. In fact, I used to make a joke that I would call. I was going to call into his work uh, at, like really early and call off work sick <laughs> as him. Uh, but uh, basically, to sum it up, his voice is like this. Hello, I'm Lonnie King and I'm here to hunt for Bigfoot and everything like that, right? And... Uh, he was working with us for a, a long time because the place that we work at, which we won't say the name of, uh, for it's a gas station. It's a gas station. That's all you need to know. And there's yeah. a restaurant in it. There's two restaurants in it. Yeah, and uh, basically the restaurant that he worked at specializes in fried chicken stuff like that. Uh, you know, sandwiches, fucking breakfast sandwiches, shit like that. And uh, he would constantly disregard his job to walk over to the sh to the workers of the gas station part. Uh, and show them various pictures that he had taken on his property. 
of basically just landscapes in which he said, if you look in real close and kind of squint a little bit, you can, you can see like a ghost cat over there. And, and if you look on the hill there, like as Sam said, you can see a Cherokee woman with her tits out, right? My first question when he said that was, how do you know she's Cherokee, for one? You know, because, uh, I mean, that's pretty, if anything, that's kind of racist. Just a little racist. Uh, by the way, trigger warning for anybody listening who is uh, racist. I guess. Yeah. And, but uh, yeah, so basically he uh, would go on these nightly expeditions to find Bigfoot, harassing everybody who lives within, you know, what, five miles of him? Because he would go out pretty far. He'd, he'd use an ATV and shit. Yeah, three to five. He's uh, he's pretty close to getting shot by every neighbor he has. Yeah, pretty very, much. Very close. Right. Uh, okay, so when he was finally, uh, when he finally decided to leave uh, the job that he was working with us, uh, he walked out one day when he burned bread. Yeah. And uh, ever since then, he has been living in a shack? Well, he has a cabin, but as we have recently found out by going to the same cabin company, they, uh, the Amish, they're very nice and polite. They say, yes, you know, we've been blessed with a lot of business from this area. Do you know Lonnie King? Unfortunately, yes, we do. Well, uh, oh, yeah, no, yeah, we know, we know Lonnie. We're, we're repoing his cabin. <laughs> they are they are repoing it and he has moved himself and all of his possessions into his shed and is currently talking about moving back to Ohio which we are all just really hoping will you're, you're just tickled pink we're about just it really. tickled right but it, Penis you know pink. the uh, the plight of Lonnie is pretty sad uh basically there's another couple who lives uh near him uh and uh Basically, they're the stereotypical Alex Jones supporters. Uh, they actually rock Infowars.com bumper stickers all the time. Uh, and they don't have a full set of teeth between them. Exactly. Uh, basically, they don't have running water uh, where they're at. So every single time they come into my gas station, uh, they smell like a campfire because they essentially use a wood-burning stove for heat and they stand right by it. Which, you know, whatever floats their boat, you know, that's fine. You know, whatever, but uh, it's not very pleasant when every night I know around 2 a.m. I'm gonna have to fucking smell campfire, All right? And he, uh, they don't have plumbing either, so every time he goes to the bathroom, he leaves a floater. So yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, bud. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the the woman works at McDonald's and the man doesn't work, but will always claim that he doesn't rely on anybody for living. <laughs> It's yeah. uh, he uh, sad. He uh, he does draw a check uh, at the beginning of the month, and I know this because he uh, has that same the telltale card of uh, the check receivers is a green Pay Express card. Next time you go into your local gas station, just look at the cashier and say thank you for your service. Yeah, exactly. Just say thank you for your service and your sacrifice. Exactly. We'll be getting into that a little bit later you, in the episode. <laughs> uh, they might not shoot themselves that night if you do this. Yeah, exactly. So, sorry. Careful there, bud. Sorry. It fucking registered. All right. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah. So Lonnie, uh, he is an avid believer in Bigfoot, even so much so that he is uh, trying to get a TV show optioned uh, in which he hunts for Bigfoot on his property, and he's calling it Bigfoot Off-Grid because he firmly believes that he's off-grid, but he's not. Everybody that wants to find him can find him. Absolutely. And uh, what's funny to me is the dude has no concept of uh, technology whatsoever. He just He's kind of like the Mountain Monsters guys. Uh, he... Uh, 
and I know I'm, I'm looking at you, Sam, but this is mainly for the audience. <laughs> uh, basically, if you don't know what Mountain Monsters is, uh, it's a show on Destination America that's 100% fake in which a, a bunch of rednecks grab a bunch of guns, go into the woods trying to find monsters. Uh, monsters that don't exist, but they try to fake things to make it seem like they might exist. It's kind of like uh, the Ghost Adventures for cryptids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Ghost Adventures, <laughs> that's the show right there. <laughs> Uh, the one thing I will say about Ghost Adventures is uh, I, 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 have, I firmly believe that the host of Ghost Adventures is probably the douchiest human being ever. Uh, he just has that look about him, and he has that voice. He's like, my name is Zach Baggins. You know, like 20 years ago, I saw a ghost in my bedroom, and every single time since, I figured, that can't be my uncle just molesting me. You know, but basically, he... Uh, <laughs> Zach Baggins. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot, dude. I hate that guy so much. Does he have the perfect little quaff in yes, his hair? Yes, he oh does. Oh, my God. Right? And like, I've never seen this show. Yeah, and not only that, but uh, the show itself is fucking... Uh, it's edited like a goddamn uh, fucking YouTube video, where it's like constantly jump-cutting. Like there's a there's one segment in which he's talking to somebody, uh, inviting them to spend time with them in the lockdown segment because that's the whole deal. Oh, we get locked down, we get locked into the building, so we can't escape. It's not like ghost hunters where you know they can leave whenever they want. And uh, he was like, you know, it's a very simple line. We would like to invite you to join us at, on at this location where this famous exorcism took place. In that one sentence, there were seven jump cuts. You know what I mean? And all from different angles. And it's like, dude, what, why? what is wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he's trying to get this, uh, Lonnie's trying to get this TV show going. And uh, he's recording it all on his cell phone. <laughs> now, keep in mind, uh, he's, he's a retired military guy. So he gets uh, military payments every month. You, you do. There is respect for veterans. But, you know, when you're a veteran and you want respect like that, you... You should act with some decorum. Well, here's the thing. Uh, he makes it seem like he was in the shit, uh, no. but he wasn't. He was in the Navy, and he spent you know, six months on an aircraft carrier, and that was it. I'm pretty sure he got dishonorably discharged. I'm not entirely sure. I would not put it. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would like to find out, but <laughs> I would say it's like 99.99999% sure yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> but uh, basically, he, uh, he'll record this shit on a cell phone, 20-minute video, and he, but he spends most of his money trying to get this cabin, and then he's just stopped making payments on that. So uh, basically, he has like no money left uh, after his military payment comes through no. because he spends it all on dumb shit. $800 a month does not go far. Yeah. Well, uh, if you ask the meth heads in this town, it might, uh, it might go a little farther than you think. Uh, but, well, well, they rob. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so he, uh, he'll record this shit on his cell phone, and he'll record like a 23-minute video, right? Now, he has no, t no sense of lighting whatsoever, so he'll j he figures he just, if he just fucking presses record on his cell phone and films himself driving on his ATV in like a first-person perspective, you can see anything that's going on, which is not the case at all. You end up just seeing the front of the ATV, you know, like the handlebars, and you just hear him talking like, we're out here in the middle of the woods right now, and if you can see, you can probably see my dog Savage here, and, you know, Savage is, it seems like he's hot on a trail for something, so we're going to go check it out, and, and all of a sudden his dog will start running to his neighbor's house, and he'll be like, no, Savage, don't go to Jason's house, what are you doing? And then, yeah, so he'll record this 23-minute video, and then he'll wonder why all the storage space on his cell phone is taken up, because <laughs> he's got this shitty little prepaid phone. Yeah. Yeah. But Lonnie, uh, he's a moron. No. 
You that, know do, I mean? that doesn't even touch the surface of the idiocy that is Lonnie King. Yeah, and like uh, he's uh, he's Jewish too. And what? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> well, the thing that the thing that the thing that brings that up is there have been many times where he has consulted a rabbi about what to do about these demons that live on his property. I was unaware of this. Yeah, he, he firmly believes uh, that there is a transdimensional vortex in the area where he's at because. Because the area where he's at is called Vortex. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not really a, not really giving up a location, because there's plenty of places called Vortex. But, you know. Yeah. You get the gist. Yeah. So, Lonnie is a pretty interesting character. So, if, if you continue listening to this show, you'll, you'll definitely get to know Lonnie. <laughs> Mainly through my impersonations of him. You don't want to get to know him in person. Yeah. Just trust us. Exactly. Exactly. So, what I'm going to do now is I am going to... This is probably going to get cut out, this little segment here. But I'm trying to find... <laughs> I'm searching for Dogman. Uh, because Jerry Christ is an avid believer in Dogman. And he claims that... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to restart. Alright, so now what we're going to do on this little segment here is I want to tell you about a creature... Uh, that uh, Jerry Christ was kind enough to talk to me about. Enlightened you. Yeah, he, uh, to he, the subject. He, he fucking educated me, son. That's what he did. Fucking educated. <laughs> and uh, this character is the Michigan Dogman. Uh, it is, according to Wikipedia, a cryptozoological creature allegedly first reported in 1887 in Wexford County, Michigan. Described as a seven-foot-tall, blue-eyed, amber-eyed bipedal, blue-eyed or amber-eyed bipedal canine-like animal with the torso of a man and a fearsome howl that sounds like a human scream. So basically, I'm going to say complete bullshit. (laughs) Maybe... Right, so history- I leave stories like this in the toilet. Yeah, right. So according to here, the history uh, of this, according to Wikipedia, uh, the creature was unknown to most of the modern world until very late in the 20th century. Said to have been stalking the area around the Manistee River since the days when the Odawa tribes... I probably fucked that up, but whatever, if you're a fucking... Odawa tribe, fucking sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> just, just sorry. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, do not write a blog. I apologize immediately. Uh, since the days when the tribes lived there. Authentic sources for sightings. Authentic? How authentic are they? Do they have a degree? <laughs> what college is offering degrees in dogmen? <laughs> yeah, I got my bachelor's uh, in dogmen. <laughs> in the dogma of dogmen. It's not uh, dogman, it's dogmen. The dogmatic law of dogmen. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Authentic sources for sightings made prior to 1987, however, have never been documented beyond Steve Cook's song discussed below. Uh, The first alleged encounter of the Michigan Dogman occurred in 1887 when two lumberjacks saw a creature which they described as having a man's body and a dog's head. Now, if there's any sightings nowadays, we live in a world where you can get any type of animal mask. I mean, how many times have you seen those horse head masks? The, the horse masks are just so prevalent in today's society. 
Is it possible that someone just made like the prototype of, I mean, of a dog head mask? Back then, it was most likely just the skin off of a dog's face, right. just, just strapped just over there. Really fucked really up, crude guy. construction of a snout made of twigs. Yeah, and just some really fucked up guy. You know what I mean? Who's just like I'm the told. Lonnie of eighteen eighty seven. Exactly. You know, I, I've been looking, man, and I just I fucking see this creepy ass dog man character. It's really <laughs> fucking with my head, bro. You know what I mean? I don't know why I decided to make him into like fucking Jersey Shore at the end of this. Bro, Jim Tan and Laundry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But fucking whatever. All right, so the first alleged counter was in Michigan. Uh, 1937, in Paris, Michigan, Robert Forty was attacked by five wild dogs and said that one of the five walked on two legs. That bipedal bitch. Right? <laughs> so you're attacked by five wild dogs. What do you do in that situation? Well, during and or after shitting your pants, um, trees, just find the nearest <laughs> tree and get right the fuck up it. Yeah, but that's the thing. You're fucked because, you know, the one's walking on two legs. Yeah, but can he climb, though? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, he's already walking on two legs. you got to wonder what he can do. I don't know, man. I saw a pretty uh, realistic documentary. Uh it was called The Mask with Jim Carrey. Oh, God damn it. And there was a dog that climbed up the side of a building. So I'm willing to bet that it's it seems legit. I've seen videos of uh, you know pit bulls and rottweilers being chasing a stake like 10 feet up a wall. But, uh, you know. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Reports of similar creatures also came from Allegan County. Well, if you're from Michigan, I'm sorry. But whatever. If I fuck that up, whatever. And in Manistee and Cross Village in 1967. There's apparently a feature film in the works, or he released a film called Dogman, starring Larry Joe Campbell. Do you think he put that on his resume? You know, he he probably didn't, if he had any kind of sense in him. Uh, you know, I'm uh, just uh, interviewing today uh, for the role. Uh, my name is Larry Joe Campbell. Um, I, I know this is a serious Oscar contender. Uh, but uh, you may uh, have seen my previous work in the critically acclaimed Dog Man. <laughs> it was a, uh, a tour de force. Rotten, t- <laughs> rotten Tomatoes only gave it 50% rotten. <laughs> it also included a brief segment of the Gable film used with permission with Michael Grusso, who received acknowledgement in the film credits. What the fuck? How are they going to fucking have this thing and not have the Gable film in the fucking thing? Like, what the fuck is the Gable film? Now, I heard you mention earlier, though, about their songs pertaining yeah. to Dogman. Okay, so uh, the Cook song. In 1987, disc jockey Steve Cook at WTCM-FM in Traverse City, Michigan, recorded a song titled The Legend, which he initially played as an April Fool's Day joke. He based the song on myths and legends from around North America and had never heard of an actual Michigan dogman at the time of the recording. He was quoted as saying, I made it up completely from my own imagination as an April Fool's prank for the radio and stumbled my way to a legend that goes back all the way to Native American times. What a douche. Now, do you think the Native Americans actually have seen the dogman? I don't know, man. Peyote <laughs> is a uh, very interesting thing. <laughs> Could this all just be one? Like, you know, The water in Michigan's not, not great. No, it's not too great. Could this just be a fucking, you know... I mean, out. I thought I was turning into a lizard when I ate some mushrooms, so, you know, anything's possible. When you, <laughs> when you take some kind of 
hallucinogen. Right? He's just like looking at He's just like squatting bear. Notice on the hill there, you see a dog man. <laughs> Let us go and ask him if he'd like to trip the light fantastic with us. You know what I mean? <laughs> he maintains his skepticism about the possibility of a real dog man. He had this to say about the matter. I'm tremendously skeptical. Really? Yeah. No, great. You... Th- <laughs> Come on, man. All the evidence is there. Helpful insight there. I'm tremendously skeptical because I've sort of seen the way folklore becomes built from the creation of this song to what it's turned into. But I do believe people who think that they saw something really did see something. With that uh, with that basis, I mean, pretty much anything's fucking true. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, like, I thought I saw pride in my father's eyes one day. Yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> I thought I saw happiness, <laughs> acceptance. <laughs> it's just, just a whole bunch of disappointment, really. Yeah. Not uh, the same thing I found out the hard way. Yeah, no. When your father says to you, you know, before you take a test in your college exams, sit on your left hand for a little bit before you do it. That way it feels like somebody else is disappointing your parents. <laughs> exactly. My dad gave me that same advice. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I also think that the dogman provides them with an avenue to explain what they couldn't explain for themselves. What? What could they not explain? Were they molested his children this is their projection of it uh, you know just because it was doggy style they see a dog man. <laughs> here's my question are they, are they using it to like explain every fucking inconvenience in their life like someone got my debit card number that fucking dog fucking man. dog man. fucking dog man oh my god <laughs> stole my debit card number he recorded the song with a keyboard backing and credited it to Bob Farley after he played the song Cook received calls from listeners who said they had ca- encountered a similar creature those fucking assholes. In the next week, uh, yeah, I mean, really, like, come on, come on, dude, you you don't see that that's obviously trolling. Yeah, that's trolling and or just trying to get some kind of attention. I mean, exactly. Like, like, there's no fucking possible way. You know what I mean? Like, like, think about it. Like, I could call up to fucking MSNBC right now, and I can get on the air, and I can say whatever the fuck I want, and they would. Like, don't get me wrong, with the way that the fucking news is nowadays, they'd, oh, yeah, no. they'd report it as Call fact. and say, hey, guess what? Bin Laden's sitting next to me. I won't send you a picture, but it's fucking true. <laughs> right? Prove me wrong, bitch. <laughs> Building 7. Follow the money. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Fucking, it's it's just completely real. But, uh, like, that's, like, really? Like, oh, well, you know, I just think it gives them reasons. Frankly. I, I just think that's what it all comes down to. Everybody's opinion matters. Right? No, it doesn't. I know. God damn it, I know that so well. <laughs> it's like, like it, not at all, right? So, in the next week after Cook first played the song, it was the most requested song on the station. Why? You know what I mean? Like, I understand, I understand memes, okay? Like, if anything, I fucking understand memes. Were there memes in 1987? No, but what I'm saying is like, what, you know, fucking like this shit. Fucking. The king goes, right? Everybody. When this fucking hit was going insane over this shit. My right? ninja. Exactly. So they were they were going insane over this shit, and so much so that they made a fucking music video for it. You know what I mean? And, like, made a fucking music video, made a legitimate single for it, everything like that. So I get when memes are funny. You know what I mean? I get when shit's funny and you just want to keep hearing it. However, as you said, memes didn't exist in the 80s. Dark times. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what would we do without the memes? God damn it, I would have shot, shot myself years ago. Right? 
<laughs> Why has God abandoned me? <laughs> right? So the, so the most requested song on the station, he also sold cassettes of the songs for $4. <laughs> and donated proceeds from the single to an animal shelter. Technically, wouldn't it be make more sense to give it to a hospital? Because it's a dog man. I'm sorry. Okay, what in your opinion, right? If someone is ha- is uh, half human, half dog, which side takes the dominance? I don't know. But I'd probably I'd probably give the dog stuff before I gave the human stuff. Well, I mean, like, what if? Okay, for example, let's say he had a heart condition, right? Did he need? Does he need a dog heart or a human heart? That's my question. <laughs> I mean, if he needs a dog heart, yeah. I mean, we can go to the shelter and like when they're about to pull one down. And say, hey, can we? <laughs> can, can we have we, his heart? Can we get the heart real quick? Just. Just kind of run it to the hospital. <laughs> it was a human heart. No, he's fucked. Can you throw it in a cooler? <laughs> I got a, I got igloo here. <laughs> yeah, most of the uh, most of the young dying hearts out here are from drug overdoses or uh, drug overdoses. Yeah. Okay, here's my question: If you take the heart of a junkie and put it in someone who needs a heart transplant, are they all like permanently fucked up? Uh, is it like the eye with Jessica Alba? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no if if for some reason they actually considered taking a junkie's heart which is already fucked from all the drugs and putting it into a human another human well yeah just a human junkies aren't humans but you know um yeah no i think they would uh if the heart wasn't damaged they wouldn't just start doing drugs because the heart told them to <laughs> I, I think they might be all right okay fair, fair enough uh over I, the- I, I want to believe that but you know yeah all right, so over the years, Coke has received more than 100 reports of the creature's existence. In March 2010, the creature was featured. Creature was featured. Nice fucking grammar. Uh, creature was featured in an episode of Monster Quest. Okay, so now it's 100% real. It's legit. It was in Monster Quest. It was represented by a poor CGI. It's real. 100 little hashtag thingy with a couple of fire emojis next to it. It's legit. Yeah, it's legit. Fucking lit as fuck, fam. What's up, squad fam? In January 2017, the creature was featured in season two episode of Great Lakes, Wolfman, Dogman, and Wendigo of Monsters and Mysteries in America. God damn it. Who hosts that? Let me look. Narr- oh, it's narrated by Roger Rose. I don't know who that is. It would be great if like Alex Jones hosted that. Wouldn't he just eat any monsters they found, though? <laughs> He's just like, I had a big steak for dinner. <laughs> it was dog. What do I do, Lord? <laughs> 1776 is coming back. Hillary Clinton's a Nazi. <laughs> All right, so Cook later added added verses to the song. Okay, so that right there should tell you that it's fake, right? That he's he's coming back. He's like, you know, it'd be great if I added some shit. Yeah, if I just add some bullshit in, <laughs> so people can just keep gonna, coming at me. I'm gonna take this fucking huge thing that a bunch of people believe in, and I'm gonna add a bunch of shit. I'm gonna make it into a game of telephone. <laughs> And I'm just going to make it fucking the most ridiculous thing. Like, it turns out that Dogman's behind fucking the Holocaust and shit. And, like, fucking everything. Like, fucking the Civil War, Dogman's fault. You know what I mean? It would be like if a... Uh, people- Fire- Firefly was canceled, Dogman's fault. God damn it. I love Firefly. God damn you, Dogman. It would yeah. be like if people start calling into uh, the radio show or- Orson Welles. Yeah. Did a War of the Worlds on. Just like, hey, I see an alien bitch get wrecked. <laughs> Okay, so, and and finally, he re-recorded it again in 2007. But this time, he added a mandolin backing. 
I mean, the mandolin just really sets it off. Okay, here's here's my fucking question for you. This is this is fucking ridiculous. All right, you have a fucking urban legend. Right? Why do you why do you have a mandolin? It's because I my fucking mother got it for me. You have a fucking dog man legend, and you you think it's gonna be better if you had one of these? No, it's not. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, it does give it more of the uh, creepy country vibe. Creepy country vibe. Creepy yeah. cunt vibe. The uh, the kind of vibe that says don't make this rape or murder. <laughs> Unless it's your sister, I guess. And then it's just rape. That's the creepy country vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, uh, you know who Filthy Frank is, right? No. I guess I want to share some videos of him from you. I think you have. He, uh, he used to do these videos called culture videos in which he would have like how to say hello in 30 different languages. And it would be like really offensive. Like it would say Mexico and it would be like, hey, S.A., I'm breaking into your car. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit like that. And uh, it was funny because like uh, the one was like how to answer the phone um, in, you know, 30 different languages. And the one was uh, the South. And he picked it up, and he goes, he goes, hold on, my wife's calling. Hey, sis, how's mom doing? You know what I mean? It's just yeah. fucking stupid, but it, it's true. Yeah, I mean, there are still blue people out here. Yeah. No, they, there legitimately are. They still come into the uh, hospital. They're blue. Daba dee daba God damn it. That's right. Eiffel 65 restaurants in the first episode. It's fucking all downhill from here, folks. Oh, all downhill so far. Well, speaking of all downhill, uh, we're going to go to a break. Our, our sponsor, the False Co. Company, uh, wants to... Really, to, really great company. Yeah, Stand-up people. Exactly. They sponsored us without us ever putting out an episode. Uh, so give some love to False Co. They put out a new dating service, which they'll gladly tell you about now. Are you lonely? Do you find yourself spending another night alone with Cheeto dust all over your shirt and the smell of dried semen all over your hand? Don't you wish you can find someone who didn't find you absolutely repugnant? Well, good news. Falsco is proud to present a brand new dating service. It's called Holy Shit, Am I That Desperate? For the price of your self-esteem and $50 per month, you can find yourself someone to live out your remaining days until you inevitably hang yourself from the support beam in the garage. Join now and receive a free funeral consultation. It's sure to make you at least a little happy until the thoughts of how pathetic you are creep back into your head. Just ask one of our satisfied customers. How you, how you doing? Uh, my name's Lonnie, and, well, frankly, I, I never thought that I was going to find somebody to love me, you know, and, frankly, you know, I was cleaning a gun barrel every night, and, but now, because of holy shit am I that desperate, I, I was able to find a new lover, and her name's Marianne, and, frankly, we're... Couldn't be happier together. Just follow Lonnie's example and sign up today at holyshitamithatdesperate.com and make yourself at least a little happy for once. God, am I lonely. Seriously, please, somebody fucking kill me. And welcome back to the Church Absurd. I'm your host, Reverend Jess, joined by Deacon Sam. Uh, would you ever use that dating service? <laughs> Let's just get right to the nitty-gritty of it. Would I use one to that I pay for, or would I use one that's free? Because uh, I have used one that's free. Uh, I did not use it for any sort of traditional dating. Or desperation? <laughs> Sexual desperation was there, yes. Yeah, okay. What what dating app was it? It was Plenty of Fish. Right. I was 18 years old and fresh out of a, an all-boys boarding military school. <laughs> I thought you were really like an all-boys relationship. Uh, boys, <laughs> I plural. Pr I prayed the gay away. <laughs> <laughs> it was you no, know, it wasn't a religious boarding school. It was a military boarding school, so they just beat the gay out of us. All right, nice. <laughs> Pun very much intended. Although we did beat up the gay kids, it was 
uh, very re- regrettable. Yeah, exactly. I'm they bl- they I'm had a- their own barracks. Though. A- they I'm got a- their own place to live. <laughs> yeah. So basically, when you were immature, you, you yeah. You, no, I was I was very immature. Yeah. So now instead of beating up gay guys, you just fuck them. Yeah. Pretty okay. much. Fantastic. I mean, at least kiss them. You want to reach around? Yeah. I mean, it's just common courtesy. Common goddamn courtesy, man. Exactly. It goes a long way. By the way, don't ever take anything we say on the show seriously. We're just fucking around. Yeah, no, it's uh, we're just trying to be edgy cunts. It, we, it wasn't the gay kids we actually beat up. It was the band kids, and they what? weren't they weren't gay. I'm to be so, honest with you. Really? Yeah, no, that's shocking. Well, one was, but he's still like one of my best friends. Yeah, <laughs> butt buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered why he was so twitchy around me, and then we graduated, and he told me, and I was like, oh, that's cool, man. You know, still my friend. <laughs> hey, you know, whatever floats your boat, I guess. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat and tickles your scrot. <laughs> <laughs> one of my significant other's sisters one day said, whatever floats your goat. I adamantly said that goats do not float. I will still argue this fact to this day. Um, she Googled it and was like, well, some goats float. I was like, yeah, the fucking fat ones. Yeah, the my- ones that have bloated stomachs where they just eat themselves to almost death. I have had pygmy goats that have ate- eaten themselves to death. The goats just look like the, the guy in seven. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> gluttony is real with the goats. My pig, all little baby deer, goat trude. I was proud of goat trude. That was my own creation. Um, Toby, because he was all black with a white ring around one of his hooves. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't name that one. That one was already there. But when I got into that relationship, but uh, you know, they all ate themselves to death. You know, either way though, I I told her we would test this theory once I have goats and I have a pond on my property, and I will tie a fucking rock to that goat just to make sure it sinks if it floats. I want some fucking answers, man. Hold on, I am gonna get on some... if goats float. Yeah, I'm gonna get some fucking answers about this. I'm calling my mother. <laughs> my mother has goats. Can your mother hear me? Yeah. Hi, mom. Hey. Hello, mom. Hi, mom. Uh, we're recording right now, and. Uh, oh. Yeah, Great. yeah. Uh, I had a question. We were talking about goats. Okay. I want to know if goats can float. I have no idea. You've never thrown a goat in the water? I would never do that. No, but like you don't let them swim. No, they're not fans of water. They're not not at all, really. No, they don't like the rain. They hide in the barn when it rains. They don't like water at all. Yeah, that's what my goats did. They just kind of hid underneath their shed. Yeah. Okay. Well, they stood on top of it, but you know. I have a T-shirt says "What floats your goat, though." Yeah, that's that's what that's what spawned this conversation. One of my uh, my girlfriend's <laughs> sisters said, "Whatever floats your goats," and I was just adamant that they do not float. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm actually sitting in the pen with one of my goats who's about ready to have a baby. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, she's yeah. in the beginning stages of labor right now. So. Always. So my pygmy goats unfortunately ate themselves to death and before they could have <laughs> offspring. I was kind of sad about that. And your dad is actually in the other pen with the other goat right now. My dad, not your dad. So. Oh, okay, I was about to say, what the hell is my dad doing there? <laughs> All right, so so the so the words the word is you, we're still unknown on whether or not goats float. And whether well, my goats won't float now. Okay, I'll have a pond and some goats come spring. We'll it's kind of like it it's kind of like Charlie don't surf. Goats don't float. Yeah, that's right. Okay, can we make a goat surf right. though? That's our next question. Yeah, the next question is, can we make goats surf? We'll find out. Yeah. All right. That's that's next. That's next week. <laughs> Bye, mom. Okay. All right. Bye. Thanks for your help. Bye. <laughs> Everyone, that's my mom. <laughs>
we could call my mother and she would tell us about Jesus and <laughs> she how, would just tell how, how my disapp- father's success has been her success. How disappointed she is in you. Yeah. Oh, no. The look on her face when I was telling her about living out here. It was just the screaming internally meme just doesn't even scratch the surface of the look on her face. She had to go outside and play with the dogs several times during the conversation. And I just kept talking to my grandmother, yeah. who is a very reasonable, rational person. And, uh, yeah, my mom, three times in a, you know, 15, 20-minute conversation, my mother went outside to play with the dogs and just, you know, lower her blood pressure and <laughs> calm down a minute. Right on. My mom plays with her goats. Yeah. I, I, my I'm mom like, my mom loves goats so... I'd like to play with your mom's goats. Don't do that. She was just <laughs> on the fucking podcast, you asshole. I should have said that to her. All Luck- deep like this. Luckily, my mom's not very supportive of me, so she won't ever fucking like, <laughs> listen to this. Because if she did, she'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. My mother's words were, we tried to hand him over to God, but God spit him back, so we sent him to a boarding school. A boarding? Boarding. A boarding? A boarding. Pretty sure it's what she wishes she had done with me. I was a birth control baby. Right. I was the youngest of four, and they did not expect me at all. <laughs> they made that very clear in my adolescent years. That's, they, uh, that's fucked up. The so. words fucking mistake were <laughs> spouted several times. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my whiskey? You know, you know what's really fucked up, though? <laughs> I just realized my mom laughed when you were talking about your pygmy ghost dying. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. She might not have been able to hear you pro- properly because, like, I don't know if the mic's going through the phone or if it's going through here. It could be either or, really. Yeah, Gotrude. Gotrude died a horrible death. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So Some kind of clover, I think. It makes them bloat up. Four leaf? I mean, I saw a fucking uh, leprechaun. Four leaf clover can fuck you up. I was waiting tables one time, and there was... A man in his 50s and a woman in her 30s, they were eating. And the woman in her 30s, as soon as I walk up to introduce myself, she just says, I danced with a leprechaun. And all I had to say was, I tried acid and nothing happened, so I haven't really tried it again. But I've heard good things. She was speaking about our bartender. Yeah. Our bartender was in Florida for St. Patrick's Day. Um, He had no part in her St. Patrick's Day. She thought he was somebody else and was just all up in his shit and kind of pissing him off. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. Interesting. All right, well, uh, speaking of things that are fucked up, because that chick was clearly fucked up on acid. Yeah, no. Uh, we're going to go to a, a new segment. Well, it's, uh, it's all new, because it's the first fucking episode. But uh, this segment is called... That's fucked up, man. All right, so the segment is called Wow, That's Fucked Up. And uh, what we're going to be talking about today is something very specific. Uh, back in the uh, late 18, 1890s and early 1900s, uh, there was a serial killer uh, by the name of Albert Fish. He only ever had like three, three or four confirmed victims. Lame. Uh, yeah, but before he started killing people, he was an avid child molester. Lame. Yeah, so uh, he would mainly focus on young boys. And, okay, not so lame. Yeah, but uh, he would kill them, he would fuck them, kill them, and eat them. So, that's metal as fuck. As is Canadian tradition. Exactly. So, uh, basically, what got him caught was a now fucking completely uh, (laughs) notorious, I guess would be the word, or infamous? Notorious. uh, Letter. (laughs) A letter that he sent to the mother of his last victim, which was the only girl he ever killed. uh, This girl by the name of Grace Budd. 
No. Would this be the one that got away? No, this is the, the, the one that really didn't get she away. She did not get away at all. Like, uh, I believe he cut her head off, uh, threw it in a fucking outhouse, uh, cut up her body, and fucking ate it. Just welcomed this sweet embrace of death. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, he wrote a confession letter to Grace Bud's mother. It's the mother, right? Yes, it was. Okay. So, what we're going to do here is uh, Sam is going to read you that letter because fuck trying to get a sponsor, right? We already got one with Falsco. <laughs> Falsco. They're great. <laughs> thanks, thanks for being so understanding, Falsco. So, what we're going to do here now is, let me see what we They're got. They're understanding, but at the same time, they don't understand at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of baffling when you think about it. Yeah. All right. So, let me see. I'm trying to find... Here we go. Is this good? No, that's not good. Audio jungle. No, that's not good, that's not good either. <laughs> it's good, but it's not per- It's not right for this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm trying to find. I feel like, like the mandolin would honestly set the mood. <laughs> it wasn't a mandolin. It was a piano. Well, no, I know, but the mandolin. The mandolin would set the mood for this, right? Especially because it's out of tune right now. <laughs> can you actually play it? Uh, a little bit. I can play Drunken Lullabies by fucking Flogging, Flogging Molly. Molly. Yeah. yeah. At least the intro to it. And Fair I can enough. play uh, the beginning of uh, Shipping Up to Boston. Whoa. Yeah. Shipping Up to Boston. <laughs> exactly. Just like in that movie, The Departed. The de- fucking Departed. The fucking Departed. You want to get a coffee, fucking cocksucker? <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite line in that goddamn movie, <laughs> is when they're in the elevator and Matt Damon's like, you're going to fucking, I can't wait to fucking see you, fly, you know, explain this to a fucking Suffolk County jury, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> this is going to be fucking fun. It's my favorite line in the entire movie. And and that's a fucking movie with a lot of gold, you know, in it. Like as far as lines go, like where he's just where she's like she hands him the Valium and he's like two pills. Why don't you just give me a fucking bottle of booze and a handgun to blow my fucking head off? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I love <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio kills it. In Boston that is the only place in the world where khaki shorts and car keys get confused when used in a conversation. <laughs> Where's my khakis? <laughs> your, your shorts or your you know, your vehicle keys. My khakis! Yeah. All right, I think I found it. Okay. Here we go. All right, so... Let's fucking... Fucking set the move with this shit. All right. Go Ready? for it. My dear Mrs. Bud, in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma, Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco for Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At that time, there was famine in China. Meat of any kind was from $1 to $3 a pound. So great was the suffering among the very poor that all the children under 12 were sold for food in order to keep others from starving. A boy or girl under 14 was not safe in the street. You could go in any shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out, and just what you wanted cut from it. A boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part of the body, and sold as veal cutlet brought the highest price. John stayed there so long he acquired a taste for human flesh. 
On his return to New York, he stole two boys, one seven, one eleven. <laughs> took them to his home, stripped them naked, tied them in a closet, then burned everything they had on. Several times a day and night, he spanked them, tortured them to make their meat good and tender. First, he killed the 11-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass. <laughs> Not even just ass, ass. <laughs> and of course, the most meat on it. Every part of his body was cooked and eaten, except for the head, bones, and guts. He was roasted in the oven, all of his ass. Boiled, broiled, fried, and stewed. The little boy was next, went the same way. At that time, I was living at 409 East 100th Street, near right side. He told me so often how good human flesh was, I made up my mind to taste it. On Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street, brought you pot cheese, strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her. On the pretense of taking her to a party, you said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped all my clothes off. I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in a closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run down the stairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First I stripped her naked. How, did, how she did kick, bite, and scratch. I choked her to death, cut her into small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook it, and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though. I could have, had I wish. She died a virgin. I am just so uncertain of myself after reading that. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I should have read that before I read it on here. What the hell? Right? I'm glad you didn't, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't either. Because that, the best part was your voice kept breaking. <laughs> <Like> just, it, <laughs> God. I know that's fucked up to laugh. I'm not laughing at what he did. I'm laughing at fucking Sam's reaction. Because he's... he's. Oh my god, dude. I mean, after years of 4chan, you'd think I'd be desensitized, but fucking you would think, hell. You would think, right? That's a that's a new territory for me. Yeah. Gonna have to explore that one. I mean, I'm gonna have to stay away from that. Interesting uh, interesting uh, thing about when you mentioned 4chan. Yes. Uh, there's some crazy shit that went down on 4chan. Uh, a couple years ago, this guy posted... Uh, a fucking picture of a chick, right? And he's like, uh, if you can guess your post number, uh, I will tell you where her body is, right? And uh, they were sitting there, they're just like, oh, you know, fake. Of course this is fake, because it's 4chan, you know, whatever. Of course. People are a bunch of edgy cunts on this, so it's fucking fake. And uh, someone finally guessed the post number, and he provided them with coordinates, latitude and longitude. They uh, 
immediately contacted, they found out where it was, contacted the police that were local to that area, and they went out there and they found a fucking body. <laughs> like, fucking 4chan's fucked up, dude. If you go that deep into it, it's fucked up. But, uh, Speaking of 4chan again, Shia LaBeouf, in case you haven't been... What an interesting fucking, like, segue. We, Keeping go, from, your, we go from killing a child, eating it, and fucking it, to, <laughs> speaking of 4chan, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I, I recently found this out. I, I, knew, well, I, I knew Shia LaBeouf had been, um, in light terms, politically active yeah. with the, uh, you know, the election and everything. Mm-hmm. With his whole, uh, we will not be divided. Mm-hmm. He was getting trolled continuously. Absolutely. I mean, just... Continuously, and he earned it. Yeah, but because his flags kept getting taken down, he kept getting trolled. Mm-hmm. He put a flag on a webcam, twenty-four hour feed. Did not disclose the location. The lurkers on 4chan managed to look at the location of the stars. They managed to go through airplane flight paths. They found the flag. And they took it down, and they replaced it with a Make America Great Again hat. Oh my god. 4chan won the greatest game of hide-and-seek Yeah, with Shia LaBeouf. Because no, here's the thing, man. You know, he was just fucking sitting there afterwards, just like fucking, you know, full-on just... I don't know why they... I just wanted people to be inspired. And I don't know why they weren't. Now everybody is safe from Shia LaBeouf. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> this music can make anything fucking sad. <laughs> Today, I got approved for a mortgage. It was a great low interest. I might not actually have to declare bankruptcy ten years in the future. And I don't think I deserve it. <laughs> because when I was a boy, <laughs> I was so disrespectful <laughs> to the house my parents gave me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. you got that one and then you got fucking this fucking My uncle beat cancer. And he, he was got... it was a truly inspiring story, you know. Indiana, the doctors there gave him a six month toe tag. He went to Texas, lived there for six months, came back in remission. He beat that cancer. He became mayor of small town Indiana and cheated on his wife with four different women. It's a truly inspiring story. A man that beats cancer until he was finally hit by a bus. <laughs> I was waiting for you like that. That's how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cancer's not going to get you a fucking bus will, especially in near the Louisville area. Yeah, dude. Have you ever seen Final Destination? Transit Authority of River City. Your drivers are fucking lunatics. <laughs> I need to get a copy of that. Oh, the soundboard? soundboard. I need to get that soundboard on my phone. It's it's, an, it's a custom one that I made just for this fucking can show. You, you got to Bluetooth it to me. I mean, you can you can fucking say anything with this one, and it just makes it fucking super dramatic. Like, I got a chicken sandwich. My paycheck came through today. <laughs> 
It's 12.56 and my government disappeared. <laughs> God damn it. It's just 12.56. <laughs> it's two minutes to midnight. <laughs> I was about to say, you fucking failed me. <laughs> Goddamn failure. In case you're wondering, I'm just fucking like I'm just I just got my finger just ready on the button, just floating <laughs> above it just for any time. I, I just have a whole bunch of shit like this, but but yeah, oh by the way, if you support Albert Fish, we got one message for you. I'm kidding. Don't kill yourself. Well, I mean, if you support what Albert Fish did, you should probably take yourself out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's beyond fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess that's why they people try to around here try to kill the uh, baby deers, the uh, fawns. The meat's yeah. a lot more tender. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have as gamey as a flavor. Yeah. Alrighty, well, uh, yeah, so that was a couple fucked up segments. <laughs> and uh, right now we got another ad coming. Uh, this one is about an event that's coming up, so get your tickets now. Uh, and meanwhile, in the ad space. Ugh, this Sunday, Sunday, you are not prepared for what's about to happen in downtown. Your eyes will melt as Bobby Fischer goes off against Igor Kerensky at the National Chess Championship. The National Chess Championship is organized and brought to you in HD. With HD, it will melt your face. All people in attendance will be getting free enormous chess pieces to commemorate the event. Listen to Bobby's interview before the event. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna, like, try the best. I, I, I really, like, respect Igor and... Oh my god! He's gonna destroy him! His spine will be ripped out through his eye socket! There's no way any of them is going to survive this event! Pay extra tickets to see in the Splash Zone! The Splash Zone is where we're gonna hear all of the disgusting bone-ripping sounds and get covered in blood! Here's a, here's a short interview of Igor Smack. Okay, Bobby. Uh, I think uh, Bobby is very good. Uh, from I mean, that's nice. Oh my God! It's going to be a meltdown. Get your tickets now before they sell out. It's gonna be a checkmate. And welcome back. To the Church Absurd, I'm your host, Reverend Jess, joined by Deacon Sam. Mm. So you're going to go to that chess championship? Oh, I mean, I, I have to. Right? I mean, I, I just want to see the spines ripped out, exactly. to be honest with you. It's going to be fucking brutal. I'm totally going to fucking buy tickets for the Splash Zone. <laughs> I mean, the, the Splash Zone, it'll be hard to honestly watch it with a throbbing erection. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, go support the chess championship, Bobby Fischer. <laughs> I'm I'm totally Team Bobby. <laughs> uh, yeah, special thanks to Mike Calhoun uh, for hooking us up with that commercial. All right, so um, yeah, we're gonna go into one more segment uh, for the episode. Uh, let's be honest, everybody hates their fucking job, so why not give people the uh, you know platform to talk about how much they hate their job and all the things they fucking hate about their job? Uh, so yeah. It's time to do this. This is Occupational Torment. You know what the real tragedy about all this is? I'm not even supposed to be here today! 
job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. I've seen some pretty shitty situations in my life, but nothing has ever sucked more ass than this. Ever since I started working, um, every single day of my life has been worse than the day before it. What about today? Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah. Wow, that's messed up. Yeah, so let's be honest. I mean, like, we all fucking hate our jobs. Uh, yeah. And Sam and I work in the same industry, so this occupational torment is two of us. The same corporation, mm-hmm. to be exact. Which we won't name in fear of losing what keeps this podcast going, which is money. And what, you know, keeps food in our stomachs besides food stamps, which I can't afford. Well, I'm a, I'm no, a, I, I, you can't <laughs> afford food stamps? Yes. I Are make, you a meth dealer? Do no. you just buy them off people? $10 an hour is too much to get food stamps, apparently. <laughs> right, exactly. Alrighty, so what we're going to do here is uh, basically uh, we work at a gas station in different capacities. However, we work in the same area, which is Kentucky. Appalachia. Yeah. And uh, as anybody who is aware of the current situation with the war on drugs, uh, we're losing. Yeah. Horribly. Yeah. Uh, And basically, the entire state of Kentucky is overgrown with pill poppers and meth heads at this point, and heroin users, but mainly meth heads and pill poppers. There's like... Three to four suboxone clinics in this county. Absolutely, and they get they get off the fucking you know the zannies and the fucking you know and they get on suboxone yeah. and then they keep doing the shit they're on. They just get suboxone too. Exactly to keep themselves from withdrawing when they don't have it. Yeah, like fucking Mister Robot. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah. Sam is now a fucking full on Mister Robot fan. You're, I know. You're I, welcome. I, no, I do not like the rom- romanticization. Romanticism. I don't like how they romanticize the uh, the morphine and just oh I can take suboxone and it keeps me from being an addict. No. Yeah, but at no, least he gets clean off of it. You know what I mean? I mean it's not. Really, I mean spo- not. spoilers for fucking a TV season that was fucking two years ago. Yeah. But he fucking you know he gets clean off of it in the fourth episode. Switches to Adderall. Well, but that's he goes back to morphine that, at a point. But that's then, but that. With the fucking reveal of the season one finale, he kind of is trying to combat it any way he can. Yeah. And when his regular process in season two isn't working, he he decides that he's going to keep himself ultra-focused, and even that backfires on him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so I am a night shift cashier at the only 24-hour place within a 20-mile radius. Uh, Sam, you are in a managerial capacity. Yes, I started as a cashier day shift and night shift like you and i made the god-awful mistake of taking on the assistant manager position 30 miles away from where i live yeah for ten dollars an hour i uh i blew the motor out of my four-cylinder nissan and got a v6 four liter ford ranger with off-road tires and my gas consumption went down exponentially yeah I mean, sorry, went up exponentially. My gas mileage went way down. Yeah. So, yes, financially, it has not been worth it. Um, the people in the area I work are somehow worse than the uh, area that I started in that was only you know, three miles away from where I lived. Very quick four-minute drive. It was nice. I, you know, my paychecks went a lot further. Yeah. My very small paychecks went a lot further. I loved it so much. Yeah. I miss it. Um, and we miss you there. We really do. 
Uh, I miss being there. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, uh, I'll, I'll go first because, you know, you, we can both relate on this subject because you we, work night shift. We absolutely can. Okay. Now, I'll put it to you this way. Um, the According to the last census, the town that we live in, which we won't say, um, it has nothing to do with the P.O. box, but... Uh, the town that we live in. The P.O. box is a ways away. Yeah. Just, we, we check it once a month. Just, you know, your dildos might take a while to be seen. Just yeah. trust us. Seen and played with on the podcast. And in private. I'll, if some, I'll, be, I'll put it to you this way. If somebody sends me a dildo, I'll strap it to my mic stand. Okay? If somebody sends me a dildo that I can't fit in my ass, you win $100. Right? Exactly. And that's that's a fucking challenge. Cause that, is, that is a legitimate challenge. You remember the tunnel that uh, Marty McFly and Biff go through in uh, Back to the Future Part 2? That's kind of like what Sam's asshole's like. <laughs> it's just... it's it Like, literally, when he farts, it's... You know what I mean? Like, it's that. So... <laughs> All right, so uh, that's the truth, though. So yeah, the town, the town that we live in, uh, I would say, maybe three quarters of the last census population would probably be uh, hooked on something. I I wouldn't go as far as three quarters, but I would say about a solid sixty to sixty-five. You yeah. know, it's it's up there, but it's not quite there. You know, yeah. Moving from the Louisville, Kentucky area, you know urban city population now when i say urban i do not mean anyone of specific color people in louisville no matter what color are absolute pieces of shit Mm -hmm. they are just god-awful terrible people when i moved to this rural part of kentucky my first order of business was the five acre plot of land was to start digging to flatten it out Mm -hmm. now between myself and my significant other it would have taken his name a, is Mike. <laughs> it would have taken us a month, if not more, to dig by hand and shovel a flat area to put our RV in. Mm-hmm. Now, thankfully, neighbors and other people that wanted to meet the new neighbors started showing up, and they reaffirmed our faith. Really, reaffirmed my faith in humanity to, to, to and, a point. and southern hospitality. It really was a change. Because one neighbor shows up and she was just great. She was by herself. She's like, "Yeah, let me go grab my pickaxe. I got a shovel too. You know, we can we can start helping out." Another guy shows up. We're like, "All right, yeah, get the kids. Come on." We had little seven year olds with little mini pickaxes widening our driveway, and it was it was nice. You know, people out here they help you. They don't ask for anything in return because they know that you'll give them the same courtesy. They don't say, "Well, I need you to do this. I need this right now." So I'll help you out right now if you do this for me right now. Yeah. They, you know, they know you'll offer out of the common decency of returning a favor, which humankind should do. At the same time, though, there are people that will just absolutely draw a gun on you for looking at you wrong because they are hopped up on some kind of drug and they are just generally, I don't want to say retarded. Um, I really don't want to say retarded, yeah. but they trigger warning, trigger warning. I'm sorry. They, uh, <laughs> if you're retarded, trigger warning. <laughs> I, I have actually several friends that are differently abled mentally. And, uh, they're some of the best people I've ever met. They're some of the nicest people and they're some of the most insightful people I've ever met. But no, the, uh, the people out here can, and what's uh, great about them is they can fart when you point at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the people out here. 
the other spectrum of people that are not Southern hospitality, you know, and nice and polite are just God fucking awful people. Just yeah. the same as Louisville. You know, every, everywhere you go, there's always good people to shitty people. But out here, you know, they, they can and will shoot you and bury you in the hill on their property, which I actually have that option now. I live on the side of a mountain, and it is gorgeous. You're living the uh, the Ted Bundy life. You're just going to kill people on a mountain. Yeah, no, I would just bury them out there. This is the court of Ted. <laughs> Watch the Ted Bundy movie. Deacon. Not the one with Zac Efron that's about to come out. I'm talking about like the fucking one from like 2002. It's De- fucking ridiculous. Deacon Sam is here to judge you. Right? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, 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 He's it, come it, to Jesus, motherfucker. <laughs> It is it is interesting to say the least. Um, I love the scenery. I love how I can go home and have no cell signal, so my work cannot call me, my family cannot call me, and I can just generally tell the, you know, normal human population to fuck off. So you're not you're not close with your family at all. I am close with my grandmother. No. I was close with my grandfather too, but he's passed away. Um, no. My grandmother is the most reasonable, rational person I've ever met in my entire life. If she doesn't understand something, she does not pass judgment on it. Yeah. She is just a good person. She yeah. is a coal miner's daughter that made a fantastic life for herself and for her family. Um, Don't cry. <laughs> I haven't drank that much. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Uh wish I was closer with my mom. She's a psycho. My dad would be a lot happier if he were single and or seeing somebody else. Uh, don't really know my oldest brother too well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister's my sister. And my other <laughs> My brother. sister is my sister. Well, I was going to say cunt, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, cunt. But, uh, yeah, and my other brother is a... I connected with him more because of pot and supernatural... But, uh, and supernatural pot. Yeah. <laughs> and supernatural pot. I got pot. some fucking demon weed, man. <laughs> this fucking demon named Azazel gave it to me. God damn it. <laughs> he was like, this shit will get you fucked up, fam. <laughs> the demon was wearing an Obey hat. <laughs> some fire bud, fam. <laughs> yeah, no. It's fucking lit as fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, not really not really too close to my family. If we have a group text, I, I answer once, and then I just kind of lurk. And you're just like, fuck Denied. <laughs> <laughs> Denied or unsubscribe, right? But uh, yeah, no. I lone wolf. Yeah, the wolf pack. Myself and my pit bull yeah. and my girlfriend. I use the pit bull. Same to get person. My girlfriend. <laughs> no, 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 not same person. You're dating pit bull. <laughs> yeah, he is a rough lover. No, my uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I couldn't help it, man. <laughs> it my, just made it so easy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man. Like, anyway, so, okay, so. Yeah, no, uh, don't know older brother, cunt sister, other older brothers, douchebag. Yeah. That I kind of connect with, but still. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, dad would be a lot happier with someone else or single. Yeah. All right. I understand that. Yeah, the uh, the thing uh, the thing about, well, let's, let's bring this back to fucking talking about work. Um, mm. The thing about working night shift in a small town where you're the only 24 establishment, uh, you're going to deal with the most uh, the most annoying fucking people in the world. Not even just annoying, undesirable. 
It's just, it's fucking just terrible people. How is my flask already empty? You've been drinking a lot. Yeah. And pretty soon you're just going to be like, and then fucking Bigfoot just fucking shows up, and then Lonnie's going to fucking come crashing to the window. I heard that was a Bigfoot sighting. We'll give, it, we'll give a shout out to Shutterfly real quick. This was a birthday present from my significant other. Mm-hmm. It was a customized flask. It says, civilization begins with distillation. W. Faulkner. Nice. I... I agree so entirely. I want to get a uh, crack pipe that says "Buy the ticket, take the ride." Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> that or a rag, so I can fucking inhale some mescaline, <laughs> fucking ether. <laughs> Just pop open a couple animals, you'll be all right. Yeah. yeah so uh, anyway, um, the one thing that I will say is that uh, every meth head in a small town will think that you're their friend. God. They'll offer to come over to your house if they know where you live. And don't let them know where you live. Yeah, and the problem is when a situation like mine, where I was working, I had a uh, a house. Oh, I still have a house. It's very close to where I work, but I did not have a car, so I'd walk to work every night. And uh, basically everyone who wanted to know where I lived just basically had to drive past me on my way home. Not to mention that uh, I have... An area like my neighbor is very well known in the area, so much so that he was featured in the newspaper. Uh, you know, just like a standard small town, getting to know people type fucking column. Uh, but he's a nice guy, and in honesty, he appreciates uh, he appreciates that we're quiet neighbors. Uh, and on top of that, he doesn't mind even when we get a little bit loud. So he's a really fucking cool dude. That's always a good neighbor. Yeah, and uh, I won't say his name out of protection for him, but, uh, you know, and I doubt he'll ever hear this, but I love you, dude. You're fucking awesome. Anyway, uh, so I've had plenty of meth heads come up to me and say, hey, bud, you know, saw you walking, you know, I know where, uh, I saw where you're you're living, Uh, you know, if you want, we can hang out sometime, and it's just like, no. No, please no. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, There's, uh, and there's plenty of people that just walk around all the time, uh, and they come in to the store late at night. Now, there's a standard protocol, uh, and most, you know, air, most fucking 24-hour establishments have this. Uh, it's, you can't fucking hang out there. You know what I mean? Like, especially during the night shift. It's, you know, they got, people on night shift have shit to do. They, I mean, they I, do. They have a lot of, actually, inventory and in other the, things where they require them to walk away from the counter. And if you're the only person, you can't have some homeless dude just sauntering around the store yeah. and playing the game of, oh, let's wait until you look away so I can pocket something. Exactly. And uh, it's even more so where it's like I have a fucking list of 30 items I got to do tonight. And in addition to that, I have an entire truck to put away. And I can't fucking leave the register because you're sitting at one of the back tables. So yeah. if you do, like, if you go into a place in night shift, I understand that, like, you may not have a place to go, but it's... A, but seriously, fuck off. A gas, a gas station is not a fucking homeless shelter. No, so, it's not a waypoint for you to just hang out and recharge for a while. Exactly. You need to leave. You want to go somewhere, go to the fucking library and sit in the fucking gazebo there. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, the, you can go to sleep there and they probably won't call the cops. And the, they sun, have, the sun will wake you up. And at, least, and at least they have fucking Wi-Fi there, <laughs> yeah, they, dude. Like, they have Wi-Fi, man. Go there. Yeah, exactly. Like, My whole thing is, is I'm not... I try not to be a mean person. I try to be very cordial with everybody that comes in the store. But there are some people that just uh, they reach they they have reached your breaking point. Yeah. And uh, like prime example, there's this one dude who comes in constantly, 
Uh, he's been caught stealing multiple times. His name is Paul, and his lost. His father was a, an artist yeah. in this area. Yeah, a famous artist. He carries I'm a bullwhip. I am going to bleep that last name, though, because but his name yeah, is Paul. Yeah, his name's Paul. He's a fucking yeah. douche. Yeah, and uh, he, uh, his father was a famous artist, and he feels the need to tell you 57 different times. Uh, if you catch him stealing, he'll, he'll claim that he came in with it. And everything like that. He and always he wore- will be adamant. I do not like being called a thief. Uh, meanwhile, he's a thief. <laughs> he uh, walks everywhere, claims he has more money than anybody could ever dream of. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, he's fucking homeless. Yeah, but and uh, most of the police in this area are considering him for a lot of the break-ins. Yeah. Sorry, Reverend Jess. It's all right. It's all right. But uh, the uh, not only that, but also he's got a little buddy of his by the name of Johnny, and Johnny is essentially the person that's doing all the break-ins. <laughs> is that that one fuck that mm-hmm. came into... Oh, that guy. He's the guy who... Uh, I, I caught him smoking cigarettes in the bathroom yeah, on a cold night. Exactly. And I busted him out. He said, well, it's cold outside. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. You can't <laughs> smoke in here. You if can't I smoke, can't smoke in there, Yeah, I would you love can't. to be smoking like a goddamn freight train in here. But if I can't smoke in here, you can't fucking smoke in here. Get the fuck out. Well, this is fucking bullshit. I've never been treated like this in my life. Well, there's a first time for everything, fuck it. First time for everything. Go to the homeless shelter. Just make sure and ditch your needle before you go in. Right. Let you stay. Exactly. And and, and my whole thing is, you know, I already got a million fucking things I got to do. And fucking having to keep an eye on you is not on that fucking list. And I hate when I have to put it on that fucking list. On top of that, I hate when goddamn meth heads come into our fucking store because there's a, there's another gas station that's near ours that uh, sells rose pipes, uh, which are, in case you don't know, meth pipes. Uh, it's Reverend Jess gave me my orientation when I first started working. Rose pipes were part of, part of his orientation. Exactly. I said, light up, bitch. And, uh, <laughs> uh, no, he said if they ask for a rose pipe, tell them to fuck off. Yeah, because... The, the store that is near ours does sell them, and it's billed as an I love you gift. It's basically a glass type of pipe that's open at the end, and it's got a little bowl in it, but the bowl is filled with like little roses, and you're supposed to give it to your significant other. But For people, the meth heads in love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you give me the shakes, baby, and that's not just... <laughs> that's, 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 that's not just the withdrawal. <laughs> that... That was fucking perfect. Yeah, but uh, the, uh, yeah, so basically, like, my whole thing is if you come in and ask for a rose pipe, I'm going to tell you to get the fuck out of my store. (laughs) And I don't care if you fucking call and complain, my manager will back me up and everything like that. And on top of that, it's just like, we have signs. At one point, I had seven signs up that said no 50s or 100s will be taken between 12 and 8 a.m. And these meth heads will come in near the first of the month with a $100 bill. And they'll buy a 50-cent bag of fucking peanuts, and they want fucking change for it. And when I tell them no, they get angry with me and call and complain about me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, keep in mind, right? And it's the same thing when when they want to get $5 gas, and then they fucking hand me a $100 bill. There are signs on the fucking pumps that say... 12 to 8, no fucking bills higher than 20. They actually say like 10 to 6. I don't know. Yeah, well, no, we, we, oh, put up, we put up the 12 to 8 times on the pumps. They say, like, 10 to 6 or 10 to 8. Uh, like, dark hours. They, you know, it's pretty yeah. much just 
evening dark hours. No, and like and like here's the thing, man. Like I understand you may be thinking like, hey, well, that's kind of fucking bullshit. But you gotta understand, we have fucking anti-robbery protocol that we have to follow, in which we don't have the change for a hundred dollars in our fucking register at any point. And if we do, we're not supposed to. And and even if we do, and we still can, that cleans out all of our change that we could use for every other goddamn customer okay. in the store. I'm gonna lay down the fucking law right now. Okay, if you come into my fucking store, and I know for a fact that you'll be standing at my ATM at fucking 1.30 in the morning on, on the 1st, you know, to get your goddamn drug money, I'm not breaking your 100. You can fuck off. Like, flat out. Right? And on top of that, it's just a lot of stupid questions. One thing I don't like about living in the South is you do deal with substantially stupid questions the whole time. And it's usually, not only that, but just people feel the need to remind you about everything. Like, our temperatures uh, reached... Budweiser. Sorry. (laughs) It's all right. Had to do a little plug there. We can crack a fucking beer. (laughs) I'm going to bleep that because they're not our sponsor. (laughs) False Co. Beer. (laughs) Anyway. I um, would say bleep Kentucky Gentlemen, but they probably probably want the recognition. (laughs) They're just like, our whiskey's a dollar. Please help us. I bought a half gallon of this for sixteen dollars. <laughs> Those are hard-earned dollars. Your blood, sweat, tears, and a lot of semen. Exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> so basically, like my whole thing is, uh, I fucking I lost track of what I was fucking saying. Sorry, was that because of Budweiser? <laughs> Bleeping that too. <laughs> I know. But, like, a lot of people... I don't remember what I said. A lot of people come in and they'll say shit like, our temperatures reached fucking, you know, negative degrees, uh, like, a couple weeks ago. Every fucking person was coming in saying, oh, it's cold outside. Well, no fucking shit, dude. Oh, really? I just came in from fucking taking the trash out. You think I don't fucking know that it's cold? My beard is frozen after being out there for three seconds. Like, dude, no. Yeah, no, uh, my nose has been running, and my mustache has been catching that. My and dick it freezes has per- immediately. My dick has protruded back into my body. <laughs> I now have a vagina. Exactly. My name is Reverend Samantha. <laughs> It'd be Reverend Jessica, if anything. <laughs> you fucking dropped the ball, All son. right, sorry, Deacon Samantha. Fucking, you know. <laughs> God damn it. You fucking, I, I earned it. You dropped the I fucking ball, dude. Uh, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. Now let's 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 talk for a second about the uh, low income heating energy affordability oh, fuck, project. Fuck, kerosene. otherwise known as some of the people who like to sound like they are um, affluent. Right. La heap. Yeah. It's known as lie heap. It is a uh, kerosene voucher. Kerosene voucher you can get through the courthouse in a time of crisis means, which means you know, in rural Kentucky when it's fucking cold. Instead of having a wood-burning stove, which I understand smelling like a campfire isn't great all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fucking heat. Yeah. You get it. These people get a kerosene here. It's like, well, I can't afford to heat myself. Really? You live on 40 acres of just woods. <laughs> there are trees just all light around em, you. Light them up, dude. Just set a tree on fire. California, and stand by. California's doing fine right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, California's staying good and warm right now. But you're in eastern Kentucky, and you... You, you, the courthouse... The government needs to pay for your kerosene, to be honest. Let's, let's be real here. No. 
the <laughs> amount of calls I get in a day. Well, they said they were faxing over my voucher for kerosene. I, yes, what's it, it? Just you just stop them halfway through. What's the name? It's kind of like when you call, you know, the uh, the social security office or right. something like that. Just name <laughs> some ignorant urban lady. Just yeah. Name yeah. application number. <laughs> just. She's, just the shittiest. She attitude. just found. She just found out that she's not getting her pension. She's fucking. She's got five kids in college. The but, government shutdown made her lose like three days of pay. Exactly. So she's pretty pissed off right, right now. She's on the rag, and the next time she goes on the rag, she'll be in menopause. She is fucking miserable right now, and she like that's essentially how every gas station worker feels. Yeah. Because. We are in a perpetual state of being irritated by all you fucking lousy people that come in here. And, you know, fucking, like, number one, what's great is when they call up on the phone and you can't fucking understand them. That's the, that's my favorite part. The favorite part I've had of people calling is, A, by law, we are not allowed to give prices of gas or cigarettes. Yeah. By law, because some fucking reason... I have to go into other gas stations for any kind of audit purposes or anything like that. Anyway. Anyways, uh, the LaHeap vouchers for the retards. Yeah. But, uh, no, making uh, $10 an hour, you, you make too much to actually get anything unless you have a kid. What's hilarious is the amount of people under the same last name get it, and they all live together. Yeah. And what's funny is that these people... They come in with like a you know a fifty gallon drum you know it's a big barrel yeah and they get it all they they make no copayment or they make like a thirty dollar copayment and then they sell it to a mechanic shop or something like that uh, and they they make their little you know two hundred dollars worth of kerosene they probably sell it for seventy five dollars to a hundred dollars yeah and that gets them their high you know but I, I had a lady I didn't know the story behind this. I the kerosene vouchers take a long time to process to write write up yeah. and get there. You have to get two signatures. It's at a least. fucking it's a fucking process. It's a process. It's time consuming, and when you have a lot of customers, it's a pain in the ass. I had an elderly woman. I already had five people in line for kerosene because at night we were hitting the negative temperature. People were not prepared for this. So, five people in line simply for kerosene off government assistance. This old lady comes up and says, I need you to turn on the kerosene pumps. I said, ma'am, you're going to have to wait. There are five people in line in front of you, and when it is your turn, I will find your voucher, and we will get you set up. Yeah. She goes to another cashier, complains. The other cashier goes, tells her to go to the store manager, the manager above me. Physical tears came out of this woman when she told the store, the manager above me how she had never been treated like such common rabble and how she felt like just another nuisance is in this, my day. Is this fucking Downton Abbey? I've never been treated like Never such, in my life, I good do sir. declare, sir. Just physical, literal tears. This woman cried <laughs> in, right in front of the counter into my manager's arms. Come to find out the woman had cancer and had always worked hard and never had to get government assistance and this was the first time. Well, but if, she's, if she's that entitled, she fucking deserves it. <laughs> That's terrible. This, this, I was, her, this, said this that. was her first time getting government assistance or anything like that, so I can understand. All right. All right. 
Back to the subject. Back to the subject. This bitch cried and tried to make me out to be a piece of shit, but she was just so proud that she hated giving getting government assistance. And fuck that lady. <laughs> and this is this is how we'll sum it up, because we're pretty much already at a half hour or an hour and a half. Um, yeah. If you treat your gas station workers like shit. We won't do a fucking thing for you. Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. Essentially. Uh, basically. This is our world. My standpoint, and pretty much everyone I work with standpoint, if you have an issue and you come in and you're courteous about it, I understand being a little bit irritated, that's fine. But if you say, you know, if you go, like, for example, let's say your pump turns off, you know. It happens. Which does happen. We get air codes all the time. Not our fault. Exactly. Uh, they use data technology. Not our fucking fault. So they come in, and if someone says, hey, uh, the pump, I paid for five and only pumped like $1.67, you know, uh, can you help me out? I'll do everything in my power to help you. Which is turn the pump back on for, the, for whatever's left on your prepay, yeah. or give your money back if you, that's what you want. Yeah. We can do that very easily. However, if, and this is, this is what I've done before, someone who had a card, right? Now, it gets loaded back onto the card. Oh, yeah, automatically. If, yeah. if it doesn't pump, it gets put back onto the card. Yeah. Uh, if that happens and you come in and you're a fucking dickhead, I'm not even going to tell you that your fucking money's getting loaded back onto your card. I'm just going to say, you're going to have to come back and talk to the manager. She'll be in at 7, and this will be <laughs> at 2 in the morning. <laughs> You know, like, cause, like, fuck you, dude. Like, seriously. Every if you come in and you treat, it's the same thing with fucking food service, man. You don't fuck with people that fucking handle your food, and you don't fuck with people who can help you out when something goes wrong. And gas station workers can do that. If something goes wrong at that gas station, they can at least get you your money back, right? Yeah. But when that comes to the case, I'm gonna be like, okay, come back and talk to the manager. She'll help you. So basically, don't treat your gas workers like shit. And on top of that, if you're a fucking meth head, stay the fuck out of our stores. Yeah. So, yeah. And as we stated earlier, next time you go into your local convenience store, just look them in the eyes. Really make eye contact. I mean, if, if your genitals are out, be respectful about it. But just look at them and say, thank you for your service. We appreciate it. It might honestly save a life. Because that young man or young woman working that shit job, especially Reverend Jess, especially Reverend Jess and Deacon Sam, Deacon Sam has to put up with the paperwork and all of the bullshit for only $2 an hour more, but with a 60 mile round trip every day and a Ford 4.0 liter V6, my, uh, yeah, no, that doesn't go far on a $10 an hour paycheck, especially after insurance, but yeah, no, fuck it. Yeah. And it, on top of that, just be good to people in general. In general. I know. You know. Except for Richard Spencer. That guy can fucking die. And meth heads. Meth heads, too. Because when, come, when it comes to the, uh, to the meth heads, you know, just fucking flat out go lit on them, fam. The king goes And We'll be right back on Turkey Sir. Coming this summer, the most heart-pounding suspense thriller of the modern generation. A story of one man and his fight to find the most elusive urban legend of all time. Hi, I'm Lonnie King and you're watching Lonnie's Bigfoot Hunt. 
His journey will take him from the hills of eastern Kentucky to the most terrifying place of all, inside his own mind. Why doesn't anybody believe me? Am I going crazy here? And as he digs deeper, he will discover the secret truth that nobody saw coming. If my calculations are correct, Bigfoot may be behind 9-11. Critics are calling it the dumbest movie of all time. Find out for yourself this summer. False Co. Pictures presents Lonnie King, Samuel L. Jackson, Natalie Portman, and Charlie Sheen as Bigfoot in Lonnie's Day Out. And we're back for the final time from this episode here. Uh, yeah, so uh, Lonnie's Day Out. You going to go see it in theaters? I, I honestly will. Uh, um, I hope it is one of the adult theaters because I hope masturbation is allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I need that soundboard. Yeah, you do. All right, so uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening to the pilot episode of uh, Church Absurd. And, uh, I yeah. want to say it's going to get better after this, but it's... Well, it, it at least is going to sound better. Yeah, yeah. You I got mean, that. Once, once we get the soundproofing foam actually up and shit, it's going to sound better. But, but it's uh, still just going to be all downhill. It, yeah, it's going to be more fucked up shit, more fucking cryptids, fucking more people bitching about their jobs and shit like that. And maybe one day Jerry Christ will actually show his ass up. Right. And then we'll be able to just full on. And, and worst comes to worst, you know, he, you know what, you know what might have happened to Jerry Christ. We might. Oh my God, dude! I didn't even think about this. We might be at the part where he has to resurrect. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's got a pretty long respawn time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got very slow life internet. <laughs> it's a satellite internet. Yeah. All right. So basically, uh, you know, come back next time. Uh, it's either going to be in a week or two weeks, depending on how I like this and uh, how this night goes. I think this night went pretty well. And to whatever sad fucks listen to us and to this, God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Just, uh... You Keep know, up the good work. Yeah, you know? you're you're doing some kind of whatever God you know? is involved in this. You're doing His work. You know. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. Even if that God is Jerry Christ, and He will turn your blood to Jaeger. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, hopefully you get to meet Jerry Christ, and you know, on the next episode. But uh, until then, you know, this is. This has been a fun experience, and I'm glad you, you experienced this with us. Thank you for not uh, turning us off during the uh, Grace Bud letter. If you were at work when you listened and uh, your earfo- your earphones came unplugged. You're I'm probably really... looking for a job right now, in which case we don't pay and we're not hiring. Yeah, well, I mean, if you want to do a podcast, I'll let you on the network. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be sure to check out all the Fat Wills radio shows, uh, Fr- The Fickle Fanboy with RPM. Uh, also, I'm going to be doing a show pretty soon with uh, the Fickle Fanboy himself, uh, so be on the lookout for that. Also, check out Designated Drinkers if you just want to hang out with a couple of guys and get drunk and not focus on how lonely you are that you're drinking alone. Turn on that podcast and check them out. Also, check Wait, out- who is this? De- why, designated why, Drinkers. Why have I not heard of them? Uh, they, they just joined the network. I, I drink a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I drink with my girlfriend, but we... We well, still use the company. Yeah, exactly. And uh, be sure to check out the Unseriously Serious podcast. Uh, Rich is doing some great fucking interviews with some really fucking interesting people. And I guarantee that you'll uh, have a fun time listening to that. And also, be sure to be on the lookout for any other fat little shows we got in the works, which we do have quite a few. So, And if you're going to send us dildos to that P.O. box in the uh, beginning of the show... Yeah, tw- make sure they're black. Yeah, P.O. Box uh, 1235 
Campton, Kentucky, four one three zero one, and it's yeah, it's in all honesty, we're uh, whatever dildos you got, send them on. Exactly, and uh, especially the ones that are ribbed for her pleasure or his pleasure. You know, we're a completely his uh, pleasure. Exactly. Also, be sure to check out our uh, webpage. It's fatwolvesradio.us, HTTP, not HTTPS. Uh, it's just a Tumblr page I set up, but it fucking works pretty well for what we're trying to do with it. So, But, uh, yeah, so check out Designated Drinkers. Also, if you're looking to get involved with the Fat Lulz Radio Network, we have a special project that we're doing called the League of Infuriated Nerds. If you are a nerd and you are pissed off about something in nerd culture, be sure to get in touch with us. Uh, send your rants, uh, 10 to 20 minutes, it can be recorded on your cell phone. It doesn't matter. We'll, we'll play it on the show and everything like that. Uh, to fatwolvesradio at gmail.com. And for all other inquiries, if you want to send hate mail uh, to the Church Absurd, stick them right up your ass. And then send them to fatwolvesradio at gmail.com <laughs> uh, with uh, Church Absurd hate mail in the subject line. Pretty much any any show that... Uh, hate uh, mail will be reciprocated with a dick pic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and we got some shows in the works. Like I said, we got the project with uh, RPM and, and myself. Uh, that's the Fickle fanboy. Uh, we got one of these stupid commentary tracks. Also, uh, Deacon Sam and I are planning on doing some uh, stuff for Pornhub. Uh, not what you think. It's... Uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Basically, we're, we're going to do a little fun project in which uh, we provide sports commentary for certain porn videos. Really in- channeling our inner John Madden. Exactly. exactly. We're going to re- really reinvent the turducken. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, and also... Um, it, be sure to check out the Fat Lulz Radio Associate tr- shows. Uh, these are not shows that uh, ha- we have anything to do with per se, but they're shows that we help promote. Uh, the Robin Slim Show. Uh, be sure to check them out. You can find them on Podbean and also from the bottom. Uh, well, from the bottom. Uh, you can find them on Spreaker. And yeah, so thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Church Absurd. Uh, go in peace and tear the world to pieces. <laughs> This has been a Fat Moles Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to soundcloud.com slash Radio.